it about time for somebody's favorite radio program? And now, emanating from our basement studios. I've never seen contraptions with so many buttons and knobs and dials before. This is WADD Talk Radio with Bill Neville. Can you fly this plane and land it? Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. Now don't call me sure. Patrick Hinehan. I work with him and that's it. I tried to introduce him to a few nice people. He made a fool of himself. And Sean Hinehan. Grizzly Adams had a beard. Grizzly Adams did have a beard. Okay. Let's go. Oh, yeah, baby. Welcome to WADD Talk Radio, episode 57. Wow. I can't wait. Can't wait. All right, for this Bart episode, is, uh, it's Bart Scott episode. Bart Scott. Or Tom Jackson, or Ricky Jackson, any, any of those football players uh, of 57 note. 57 is one of those numbers, it's just hard to remember anyone that Clay Matthews that at one point. Uh, at one maybe point? St- or, or still might be. In college, maybe? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Pretty sure he's 52. I don't know, yes. but welcome to episode 57. Sean, how you doing today, buddy? Doing well, Patrick. How are you? Bill, you feeling a little bit better? A little under the weather. Working, I'm doing working right. yourself to the bone, my man. You know, you were, uh, you were. I'm gonna uh, sleep all day Sunday. And it's gonna be glorious. It is gonna be glorious. I'm gonna text you all day just to be an asshole. I'll no. fucking kill you. I was <laughs> sick on Friday morning into Saturday, and I literally slept all Friday. I calculated over the weekend. I slept over 40 hours. Wow, I was in bed. It was awesome. That's great. Yeah, I feel good. I need, need one of those. That's awesome. Great. Well, Bill, you were uh, you were. PAing or uh, you were the public address announcer for the college women's uh, the women's hockey East championship. That's really cool. Yeah, that was re- it was awesome. It was on Nesson. Some of it, it was, was on Nesson. I was on Nesson. Yes, you he was. was. It was really neat. And then they they cut to him at the end for the championship, like uh, you know, the MVP of the thing. They, oh, the they tra- piped they in. They piped me in. Yeah, here, go down to the PA announcer. But they didn't say Bill the Neville. Damn bitch didn't say my name. Come on, get your get did your facts right. It? Get your facts. Well, the guy right. last year did, but I don't know. Well, that's the difference between men and women. <laughs> oh, Memory. It was nas- National Woman's Day on Monday, wasn't it? Or Tuesday? Or I don't, I don't, I don't remember. I don't care. Uh, what woman told what you about that? <laughs> <laughs> Facebook told our, me about our that. Our front desk girl. Seriously. Our front desk lady. She told everyone. Of course she, she told everyone. I saw that on that. CBS Morning News. They do like, uh, you know, Sunday Morning News. They do uh, like the week ahead. And it was like, Tuesday is National Women's, like International Women's Day. Yay! First thing in my mouth, it goes, can't wait for those Facebook posts. <laughs> <laughs> Casey just like looked at me and I was like, what? You I know there's going to be. You know I'm not you lying. You know there's going to be way too many. And she's like, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. I actually see here more on, uh, on Google here that that uh, there was 10 times more car accidents that day for some reason. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Uh, that's was it National Asian Women's Day? No. Oh, God. That's not funny. Yes, it was. That's, yeah, yeah. Well, the truth is funny, Patrick. Exactly. You know, well, let's, you know, let's keep this funny. Let's keep the humor going. You know, we've done, what, part one and now part 1.5. And let's, let's get into part two here. We're, uh, it could we, be called part three, really. If you, haven't, if you haven't heard our last couple of episodes, we've been uh, dissecting this Vulture.com top 100 jokes that have shaped modern comedy. Um, very excited about next episode too because we're going to get into some that uh, we didn't that we don't think was in there they left out or you know whatever our own our own uh, version. But we still got that. the list to go through. But, so. Yeah, we got uh, we got plenty of clips to get in here and um, you know who came up with this list? Uh, Vulture dot com. Vulture dot com should be paying us for all this shit. Hey, yeah, there you go. Get uh, all, gave, the, all the publicity. They we're gave us them. the content so that we could rip. Yeah, all that so. publicity. Yeah, we're I guess <laughs> four four straight episodes of Vulture dot com discussion. Yeah. Hey, Dad, have you ever been to Vulture dot com? Well, good. All right, then it's working. All right, perfect. <laughs> Tom, um, no. 
so we're going to start off here with uh, this is actually the, probably going to be the longest clip that we're going to play um, and, and I want to because I think Andy Kaufman deserves this amount of time just the the, the, the strange comedy the the awkward comedy the, pretty the, meta but, as well like brilliance but also impersonation you know at the end we'll, ha- we'll have a little bit of an Elvis you never really here, knew but... where reality started and the joke started there was he kind of played in this big gray area and you weren't really quite sure what was going on? And it's interesting think- you say that because you're going to get you're going to get a feeling of that in this clip because he's going to be he's interviewed by David Letterman and 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 it, the whole concept is that he has three adopted sons. Like, oh, what's going on in your life, Andy? He's like, oh, I adopted three sons, and then the sons come out, and and then Andy leaves, so he leaves the sons with with David. But um, and, but it's that whole thing. It's, yeah, and if there's anyone that could play with that very well, the straight man on that kind of stuff, it'd be David Letterman. So that's why I think this clip is is pretty essential. Yep. Actually, it's something very nice. I have just adopted three kids. Oh, well, that, I didn't know that. No. <laughs> I mean, I adopted them alone. I don't have a wife or anything, but I've adopted three kids, and uh, I'm very happy about that. Well, that, sure. I mean, uh, you mentioned that you weren't very active, but this must be a very important part of your existence. Oh, yeah. This yeah. is really great because, you know, I don't, I, I, I don't need to, you know, uh, be all, all show business my whole life. I could be, you know, like a regular person and... Well, Andy, and now, no, come and stuff. on. <laughs> Let's don't press our luck, you being a regular, a regular person. Now. Well, I have a family now. You have a family now? <laughs> yeah. yeah right. a family. Well, that's good. Yeah. And uh, you said three of them? Yep, three kids. Yeah. And uh, They're not so little, though. They're not, you know, they're kind yeah. of big, but... Well, that's good. That's, yeah, that's I'm helping good. them out, and it's good. Are we going to get to meet them? Yeah, they're here if you want to meet them. They are here. Mm-hmm. Well, all right. Now, do we... Okay. Let's see. Let me check on the time here. He's not checking on the time. Okay, Andy, why don't you introduce your kids? Okay. There's uh, George, and there's Herb, and Tony, who's also known as Tino. George, Herb, and Tony. George and Herb. Come on. I believe it's pronounced Herb. I'm just joking. So the guys, the, the three uh, African-American guys come out, and they're all like, late 20s early 30s and they're just like guys from the street <laughs> they're just sitting there and then he, so david's interviewing them all um and and then uh, uh what, what do you, have you ever seen andy's uh, act you ever seen him appear anywhere yeah i've seen him on taxi i seen him on tv one time he did this um thing well, he's kind of funny guy yeah and he, <laughs> and he can be funny do you remember yeah. your favorite part of uh, what andy did there yeah it was um Imitation of Elvis. That's right. Elvis, That's uh, yeah. something that Andy was very well known for, and we have. Pop, you did Elvis. Yeah, Pop. Andy. They're <laughs> <laughs> playing into it. Andy, would you uh, would you mind doing Elvis for the folks tonight? Come on, yeah. 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 Okay. All right, Andy. Okay. okay, just go. Okay, just go back there, Andy. Is okay. that's so good. He's taking his time trying to get off stage. Uh, he doesn't know which give, way to go. Uh, me and the kids a chance to get better acquainted. <laughs> so. so uh, so what was supposed to be a kind of a one-off joke, like I adopted three sons, it's funny because there's three random black guys, yeah. you know, he and Dave kind of felt the situation like they, that they had numerous times before, and they're like, no, let's run with this. Like, so I'm going to make you leave, and I'm going to interview these three black guys. So this is him after interviewing these guys for two minutes on TV. Like, Andy, are you ready? Andy comes out here. Like, it'll be nice when Andy comes out here. With Andy or about ourselves? <laughs> <laughs> well, in, in, <laughs> now I wonder who those guys were actually were. I think it's three Comics random guys or... off the off the streets. Three three guys off the streets. Um, so he finally uh, they finally get Andy out, uh, and he comes down. He does this money Elvis impression. Oh, yeah. I'll never 
This is Andy Kaufman in all his glory. Um, the sad thing that happened is that he actually died nine months after that appearance. Wow, that's a little yeah. crazy. Yes. So um, that means he was pretty deep into it and, you know, pretty well known. But I think that was uh, pretty, you know, that like weird ass comedy. Like I'm sure watching at home, you're like, what in the world is going on right now? Yeah. And Letterman is talented enough to take two minutes and get actual, tele- you know, quality television out of those guys and like kind of play along and in the moment like this literally late night improv to, to keep that going, which is, I mean, countless. I, I you know, it's just incredible. That's yeah. what was different about Letterman, too, in the late nights, you know, from, you know, we talked about Carson, the last two uh, episodes and how he, you know, was wonderful and he brought on a bunch of guys. But Letterman, it was, you know, he was part of, he wasn't, you know, he was, Great straight man, but he was able, you know, he, like you said before, him and Andy could read the situation. He was great at reading it, so. Yeah, because I don't think he was really even planning on doing the Elvis impersonation. And and then he just, they, they're like, well, that'll be a thing. Put him in the back. He'll have to interview these random freaking people. Yeah, these random dudes from um, the street. But definitely, I can see why Andy Coffin definitely shaped uh, humor. Um, the, the, Very strange. Know. Very good. Um, the next one is... Um, one of the first kind of movies behind the scenes, but it's also a parody. Uh, it's called Spinal Tap movie. Uh, uh, the first mockumentary. Yes, there you go. Um, so we have a little clip from them. This is a top to uh, you know what we use on stage, but it's very very special because talk about these amps see, that they play with. Yeah, the numbers all go to eleven. Look right across the board. Oh. Eleven, oh, eleven, and most of eleven, and then amps go up to ten. Exactly. Does that mean it's louder? Is it any louder? Well, it's one louder, isn't it? <laughs> it's not ten. You see, most most blokes are going to be playing at ten. You're on ten here, all the way up, all the way up, yeah. all the way up. You're on ten on your guitar. Where can you go from there? Where? I don't know. Nowhere. Exactly. <laughs> what we do is, if we need that extra push over the cliff, you know what we do. Uh, Put it up to 11. 11, exactly. One louder. Why don't you just make 10 louder and make 10 be the top number and make that a little louder? These go to 11. <laughs> um, but yeah, obviously. That's, like, that's that Christopher movie. Guest, too, man. That He was goddamn genius. I think a lot of people, I think his... Uh, I mean, he even went into the 2000s, I mean, making those kinds of movies. Uh, I mean, one of my favorite movies, Best in Show. It's just like absolutely hilarious. It's like the the, the character cluelessness. Yeah. Of like the, like you know I'm like no that's just that's the person that's their character yeah, but it's funny because it's like they're acting like themselves. And it's, in Spinal Tap too, the other one that I like is the uh, the he's in the room full of his guitars and he's like you know I really like a good sustain on a guitar like do you just hear the sustain and like, you're not playing anything. I know but you could just hear it. <laughs> they're just like they're just going and it's like they're not making any noise. I know they're just the sustain. <laughs> And it's like the guy that's interviewing them just does it, and he's like, "What in the world is going on?" It's Spinal Tap because that's a that's the band, you know, that's like a fake band. Obviously, I don't know if they don't get that reference, but yeah, yeah. it's absolutely hilarious. Christopher Guest, I think a lot of other you know uh, directors now and people that are in comedy really appreciate what he you know brought to the table. Sure, 
Yeah, absolutely. In um, the first two parts, or part one and part 1.5, we definitely touched on upon some uh, late night appearances and some people on late night and that kind oh, yeah. of shaping. And this is another one of those. Um, and this is more of a, you know, this is Joan Rivers on with Johnny Carson. Um, obviously, Joan Rivers, Classically career, hilarious. career comedian, just Unbelievable timing, unbelievable jokes. Um, so we're getting into uh, into this clip of them going back and forth, and they had such a dynamic that she couldn't even get some of her punchlines out because she would laugh so hard looking at Johnny Carson. And it was actually tough cutting up this this uh, this clip because you don't even know what she's saying because she's laughing the whole time. But uh, right, so we're going to come into the tail end of her ripping on uh, Christy Brinkley, that uh, the beautiful blonde that we actually still see, who's. She like seventy or in her sixties, like I think. Crazy talk, um, but we're, uh, we're getting in here with uh, Joan Rivers with Johnny Carson. St. <laughs> Patrick's Day, everyone was wearing green. She thought Gumby had exploded, <laughs> but it doesn't matter. Not right, no, because the figures there. The figures there, and the look is there. But don't you think men really like intelligence more when it comes right down to it? Ah, please, are we going to go back to that? Are no, you kidding? Sure, I mean, what's oh, a brain? You know, a caring person. No man person. has ever put his hand up a woman's dress looking for a library card. <laughs> <laughs> You can tell it's that was true. an improv line. That was not scripted, or that wasn't. Yeah, any she's of her like, we're lines. going back to that. Yeah, like, oh, okay. Joan Rivers, absolutely hilarious. One of the funniest women ever. I mean, just really, you know. I know we touched on it before too. Just like you know, the amount of women that have been on this lift just because they were so daring and the, the, the stuff they were saying was absolutely hilarious. No, absolutely, you wouldn't have a Kathy Griffin, you know, without a Joan Rivers or Ellen, thing or, yeah, or Whitney Cummings. <laughs> No, I'm sorry. Um, you didn't make your mouth big enough for, for me to get <laughs> for you to imp- impersonate um, This next clip is, uh, I just, one of my favorite movies of all time. And when I was cutting up the clips for um, this Coming to America, the Eddie Murphy classic with Arsenio Hall and, and uh, Louis Anderson in the in the... And the McDowell's just oh, what a Larry great Anderson. movie! What a great movie! But you know it, it, those type of movies are great because they have they have a plot line, they have all that stuff, but they always have like a side thing going on, much like this barbershop. And and you know we see a lot of in, in African American comedies or black comedies nowadays. It's there's literally movies called the barbershop, you know, because it is it's a dynamic. Uh, and this is one of the first movies to actually have a true like barbershop, you know, African American going back and forth, yelling at each other, you know, true barbershop feel to it. Um, and it was and it was selling just, alcohol to minors, you know, yeah, all that all that good stuff. So this is uh, all the barbershop guys uh, from Coming to America talking about uh, boxers. You must be out of your goddamn mind. Joe Lewis, the greatest boxer ever lived. I'll be with you boys in a minute. He was bad in Captain Clay. He bad in Sugar Ray. He bad in that who that you, the new boy had Mike Mike Tyson look like a bulldog. He bad in him too. He done whipped Mike Tyson ass. He whipped all their asses. What about Rocky Marciano? Oh, there they go. There they go. Every time I start talking about boxing, a white man got to pull Rocky Marciano out their ass. That's the one. That's the one. Rocky Marciano. Rocky Marciano. Let me tell you something wonderful. Rocky Marciano was good, but compared to Joe Lewis, Rocky Marciano ain't shit. <laughs> he bit Joe Lewis's ass. That's right, he did whoop Joe Lewis's ass. Joe Lewis was 75 years old when he fought. I don't know how old he was, but he got his ass whooped. <laughs> Joe Lewis had come out of retirement to fight Rocky Marciano. The man was 76 years old. Joe Lewis always lied about his age. He lied about his age all the time. One time, Frank Sinatra comes out here and sat down in this chair. And I said, Frank, you hang out with Joe Lewis. Just between me and you, how old is Joe Lewis? You know what Frank told me? He said, hey, Joe Lewis, 137 years old. 137 years old. Oh, man, you ain't never meet no Frank Sinatra. Fuck you! <laughs> fuck you and fuck you! Who's next? 
<laughs> but just great, great banter back and forth between the barbershop guys and just of course that the white classic. guys got to bring up and, and just and racial shit. undertone, just awesome, just just it really awesome, is classic. Awesome. That movie is so fucking classic, very very classic. Um, and moving we're moving right along right into the 1989 Flying, classic, baby. 1989 classic scene. Everyone remembers this. There was even there was commercials, there was shampoo commercials, all of just so much stuff spawned off of this. This clip of um, when Mar- when Harry met Sally and Meg Ryan and uh, Billy Crystal are in a diner and uh, they're talking about uh, you know just how Billy Crystal doesn't treat women the right way and you know he just you know a lot of one night stands all other stuff and Meg Ryan's like you know like how do you know that a, a girl's really enjoying herself and he's like oh believe me I know you know I know and it's, like, oh, you know, I know. yeah he just broke a dacious. Yeah, and so she kind of looks like a little and quizzical. And they're like, eating right. lunch at a diner. Yes, with hundreds of people around. Yes, uh, so we're going to get into uh, when Harry met Sally in the diner. It's just that all men are sure it never happened to them, and most women at one time or another have done it, so you do the math. You don't think that I can tell a difference? No. Get out of here. No. Oh. Oh boy! So she yeah she gets into it here. Are you okay. Oh. So I, I kind of cut out maybe forty five seconds oh, of the moaning God. just kind of save us here. I did. So you didn't have to go um, back to the bathroom. So we're we're gonna get right into orgasm phase here in a, in, a, in any second here. Oh. oh. Oh God. She's screaming in the diner right now. Oh. I'll have what she's having. <laughs> so obviously another uh, diner Super. patron looked Absolute over and was like, oh, oh, slamming fists on the table. Oh my god, it was just unbelievable, <laughs> and you know that's you know the quintessential thing. You know, sure, that really is, man. Then, but uh, Herman Sal is a great, great movie. But that scene, man, really transcended like that. Like you said, just spawned so much other stuff. Really shaped. Uh, well, you said like into commercials, into. I mean, if you say I'll have what she's having now, like people know what you're referencing if they're old enough. You know, they know exactly For what sure. you're referencing. Funny enough, I only just saw that movie in, in full, like, last year. I'd never really... I'd only ever seen, like, that scene. So I was able to finally... It's a good movie. I like it. No, it is. Uh, I can't remember the last time I saw it. I remember I've seen it, but a long time ago. Billy Crystal was the man. He really was. The City Slickers, all that. Oh, great. Oh, City Slickers, great flick. Great flick. Um, but, uh, you know, that capped off the, the, the 80s. Um, that capped off the 80s. Now we're going to get into the 90s. Um, and with the 90s, one of the best, I say, one of the best cartoons of all time started. and Or, or, or didn't start, but more of it made the name for themselves, is, is The Simpsons. And this, uh, this is a very early episode with Homer and Bart. Um, you know, Bart's, Bart's getting into some mischievous stuff with some kids. They're going to on to jump over this uh, big gorge or big cliff. And, canyon. Uh, ho- yeah, Canyon. And uh, Homer comes to, uh, to save his son. And just the back and forth of, you know... He does care as a father, but it's really, you know, it's to be funny. Um, so we're going to go to Homer Jumps the Gorge here with the Simpsons. Hey, what gives? Boy, I tried ordering you, I tried punishing you, and God help me, I even tried reasoning with you, and the only thing left for me to do is jump the gorge myself. Uh, what? Why? Because that way you'll see what it's like to witness a family member stupidly risking his life for no good reason. But, Dad, you'll never make it. Don't you think I know that? Goodbye, son. Wait, Dad, don't do it. I won't jump anymore. I promise. Oh, oh, thank God. Thank God, thank God. I love you, Dad. I love you too, son. You know, boy, 
I don't think I've ever felt as close to you as I do right now. I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. This is the greatest thrill of my life. I'm king of the world. Woohoo! Woohoo! I. So obviously, I think you guys got from from some of that is uh, Homer accidentally stepped on the skateboard and went off the gorge himself, um, thinking he was going to get it. Did not. Awesome. Just Homer Simpson. Don't pop. All all the way down the cliff. Awesome. And a perfect Simpsons moment, too, in that it was like. I love you, son. Yeah. As soon as it was getting sentimental, that's when like the gag comes. And then. They're drawn out where they keep doing the gag of like the sound of him falling in that like that stupid repetition that now like Seth MacFarlane absolutely loves to do. I mean, that's also part of it. And then just the genius of The Simpsons in in general was even starting way back when Matt Groening started it as like the opening f- at the Tracy Ullman show on HBO is wow. where it got its start, yeah. which I love the Tracy Ullman show. Um, if you kept watching it, you, there were more like inside jokes. There were very – there were smart like layered jokes <laughs> on top of just – like visual gags and other stuff like that, like you know, the same way South Park is now. Like you know, early Simpsons was very, you know, very laid laid a foundation for kind of the animation domination that happens in the, uh, nowadays. And I mean, I think that was a perfect clip that they they decided to put on this list and that we got. So you know, I just, Simpsons are just the greatest. Oh, absolutely. Uh, um, the next one is, um, we don't have a clip for it, but we have to mention it. Um, it's, it's, well, the, the clip that they were saying was, uh, Kim Wayans, uh, the sister of all the Wayans brothers. Yeah, yeah exactly. We did, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I don't know who, uh, I did not know, did not know who she was. Um, but she had a character in, in living color and that was the one that they chose. But I, I could think of just, uh, there's just so many more stuff and Jim Carrey, yeah, fire marshal, fire marshal, Bill. yeah, uh, fire marshal Bill and, uh, Jim Carrey, just sort of Jim Carrey got his start. All the Wayans brothers, I believe, was Jamie Fox on that? Possibly. I don't know. I don't know. I know. Is J Lo was one of the backup dancers? Uh, really? For really? Color. Yep. Yeah. You can see in it. In color. And it was one of the times where she had a completely shaved head at one point too. No. Uh, yeah. It's really. Yeah. Go Google it. it was that like awesome. before her Selena days? Yes. Yep. 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 That's how she. She was just a backup dancer, huh. and then uh, she got noticed. You know, and and then now she's hosting the the final season of American Idol. Did you uh, DVR it, Pat? I did. For I did. I did. We, um, we saw him DVR it. Um, but you know, you can't knock in living color. Just what an awesome, you know, I guess in the grand scheme of things, this is a black version of SNL, you know, and it really yeah, comes, black comes space, down to it. And, black sketch comedy. You know, and that was kind of the beginning of, of, of that major, you know, obviously. A lot of major comic people, uh, comedic presences came out of that and comedic time, you know, uh, you know, uh, how would you say, um, kind of like the same sketches that, not that go over with like, you know, an into Chappelle show, but kind of, you know, they, in what Mad TV used to do as well, they kind of, Walk that first path and kind of knock down the grass. Yeah, like hey, we have that one people all, that became trodden over. Yeah, like but... we have one idea, we have one good punchline joke. We just have to make it kind of funny to get to that. Yep, you know, and then the payoff and. If it's funny, if it's not, whatever. On to the next one. You know, on to J Lo dancing in the background. And we're know? we're gonna touch on Chappelle's show later. I know and we're gonna talk about that a lot, but I mean that's laying a foundation for that as well. Absolutely. And and talking about one of those foundation or or maybe even the um, uh, the Mount Rushmore of of comedy comedians and comedies and and and, and uh comedy and television shows television shows and is Seinfeld. And and Seinfeld just just, just brilliant, timeless bow, bow, bow. like 
Yep, exactly. It literally like, it, is it, timeless. It's timeless. Like the the only other stuff. They, sometimes like when they have to call, like go to a payphone and call each other. Like I yeah. love the only that thing. I yeah. lo- that's the only stuff that's not timeless. And, uh, and also, if they had cell phones in Seinfeld days, a lot of those storylines would have just ended so quickly. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Oh, yeah. What yeah. is that? Oh, we had a misunderstanding. Well, there goes a whole show idea. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but yeah, that perfect Jerry Seinfeld with Larry David. I mean, awesome. And oh yeah, and then George, obviously. So um, this is this is a little bit longer clip, but I think, like I said, much with with Andy Kaufman, they deserve a little bit of our time because it's just a huge agree. thing. So this is um, pretty much the whole scene of the nothing pitch. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld has a has a uh, you know a meeting with NBC executives. He's asking George for some ideas, and and this is a meta joke in in and of itself because this is what season six or something like yes, that. Yes. Yep. And. It was already kind of Seinfeld was pitched as this show about basically nothing. Yep. And then they kind of use that in the show. Yep. Which yep. Is... And you'll hear it right here. So what's happening with the TV show? You come up with anything? No, nothing. What if they have salsa on the table? What do you need salsa for? Salsa <laughs> is now the number one condiment in America. Do you know why? Because people like to say salsa. <laughs> Excuse me, do you have any salsa? We need more salsa. Where's the salsa? No salsa. You know, it must be impossible for a Spanish person to order salsa and not get salsa. I wanted salsa, not salsa. Don't you know the difference between salsa and salsa? You have the salsa after the salsa. This should be the show. This is the show. What? Yes. Just talk. Yeah, right. I'm really serious. I think that's a good idea. Just talking? Well, what's the show about? It's about nothing. <laughs> no story? No, forget the story. You gotta have a story. Who says you gotta have a story? Remember when we were waiting for, for that table in that Chinese restaurant that time? That could be a TV show. And who's on the show? Who are the characters? I could be a character. You? Yeah, you base a character on me. So on the show, there's a character named George Costanza? Yeah. What, there's something wrong with that? I'm a character. People are always saying to me, you know, you're quite a character. <laughs> and who else is on the show? Elaine could be a character. Kramer. Now, he's a character. <laughs> so everybody I know is a character on the show. Right. And it's about nothing. Absolutely nothing. So you're saying I go into NBC and tell them I got this idea for a show about nothing. We go into NBC. We? Since when are you a writer? What writer? We're talking about a sitcom. <laughs> you want to go with me to NBC? Yeah, I think we really got something in. What do we got? An idea. What idea? An idea for the show. I still don't know what the idea is. It's about nothing. Right. Everybody's doing something. We'll do nothing. <laughs> so we go into NBC, we tell them we got an idea for a show about nothing. Exactly. They say, what's your show about? I say nothing. There you go. I think you may have something here. <laughs> <laughs> Literally quintessential. Boom, ba-doom, boom, boom. That is like Seinfeld in a nutshell right there, because it's Jerry and George going back to each other. Yeah, They're making fun of being meta with it, and then then they're nothing, nothing, and then Jerry just, you know, caps it with going, I think you got something there. <laughs> <laughs> like, absolutely perfect. Perfectly meta on that one. Absolutely. And yeah, you're right. It's like fourth or fifth 
uh, season, maybe even sixth season, yeah. like way in there. Um, th- this next clip, I, it's I was one just going to say with oh, that Seinfeld. Going. I mean, that then gener- generates into you know curb your enthusiasm with more Larry David, and you know just more. And also, that was also one of the one of the things besides like Roseanne, which was earlier in this list. I know uh, that got comedians their sitcom about basically their life or something about their life, you know, and then Ray Romano and then King of Queens and then, you know, so Two of my favorite shows ever. Yeah. So it's just that kind of started where, you know, all of a sudden you'd get these stand up comics or these comic guys that, you know, they'd make sitcoms about basically, you know, things in their life. They would change obviously some things up like, you know, Ray Romano is like a sports writer or whatever in everyone loves Raymond. But it kind of was throughout the 90s and the early 2000s how sitcoms were made. Absolutely. Can I tell you the one main difference between Seinfeld and all of the other ones, though? What? Larry David's motto for his show was no hugging, no learning. <laughs> and, you know, everyone loves Raymond. There's some hugging. There's learning. There's, there's like points to be made and stuff like that. But if you can go back and look Seinfeld, no hugs. You really don't learn much no other than these people are awesome. sad music at the end. But yeah, exactly. No, like Full House. Yeah, exactly. No, no talking twos on a plaid couch, you know, none of yeah. that. The Danny Tanner uh, talking twos. Um, you know, like the nice music coming in. Real quick while we're on that topic, have, any, have you guys watched Fuller House yet? Oh, yeah, all the way through. All baby. the way through. Have you yep. watched it, Sean? No, and I'm not going to. <laughs> no. Uh, love it. Awesome sitcom yeah. template. Uh, great. And they stick to it. They stick to their old, the old school template. Can we talk template. about sure. this last episode? Probably. We can. Uh, hey, let's get into it again. I, mean, you I don't certainly, remember. Yeah. Um, so this next one <laughs> My is. My memory is um, very short. Uh, Russell Simmons created Deaf Comedy Jam. Deaf Love Comedy it. Jam has a lot of legends. One of those legends, if not one of the best, is Bernie Mac. Late great Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac. So Bernie Mac, uh, he was uh, you know backstage before one of these Deaf Comedy Jam things. And um, Sean, do you remember Bill Bellamy? I certainly do. Obviously, Bill Bellamy be a player. Exactly. So Bill Bellamy got off of the stage, and Bernie was you know the one. Comic goes off. The other comics waiting to come on. And Martin Lawrence is the host. So, he's... so he comes on, and and, and uh, Bill Bellamy's like, "Hey, be careful out there, man. This audience is tough." Yeah, and Def Comedy Jam was known, you know, urban crowd, very, very tough crowd. Black crowds are 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 oh, night tough. at the Apollo. Think about the Apollo. Are very know? tough, especially for comedy when a lot of comedy is based in being the loser. You know, having you know or or. You know, relating with the audience with bad stuff, you know, or so like that. But black comedy, uh, especially in the early '90s, totally different. Absolutely. So he, you know, that that, that didn't scare him. That did and nothing but pissed him there off. There needs to be a machismo. There needs to be this. Oh, you'll get machismo and in this clip. This, there's nothing better than this clip. This is one of my all-time favorite clips. I ain't scared of you, motherfuckers. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you something straight off the motherfucking press. I ain't coming for no foolishness. And New York, goddamn y'all motherfucking women look good. Y'all like a bacon and egg sandwich look good. Like a bacon and egg sandwich. And I love sex. I love it. Can't do shit no more. And I'm blessed. <laughs> Putting his hand by his penile area. I'm big his, his painted jeans. I'm heavy structure. I'm hung low. If I pull my shit out, this whole room get dark. Kick <laughs> Another black comedy staple having a DJ kick. You know, Just took the crowd over. I, no, I'm not scared owned, of you, motherfucker. Literally owned them. Walk out there. I got a big dick, and I'm not scared of you, motherfucker. Because I ain't the first thing out of his mouth. I ain't scared of y'all, motherfuckers. And the whole 12 minute clip that he does in and out of each joke, he starts it with, "I ain't scared of you, motherfuckers." 
ends it with the music, and right as the music ends, starts it. Lack I do I need to say it again? And then kills with his material and goes right into oh. his material. And that's the thing is like we were saying that that machismo, that charm, that you know. I know Big Jay Okerson always says it. I know you guys don't really know who he is, but he this 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 hilarious comic that had grow grew up with his comic comedy wise in the black scene where it's like you know and I be long dick in these bitches and it's like with and like you have to come out with like <laughs> this you know what I mean like this machismo or something like that or these black crowds are like we don't like this corny motherfucker you know what I mean like who are you I ain't no loser like I, I'm a good you know what I mean they want to like they want to laugh at you know this you know the you know and I be getting all these bitches so much hell what am I to tell my wife you know it's like stuff like that where you know that's the very black comic and it's just it's still on today with you know kevin hart does a little different you know i know we're going to talk about uh you know chris rock and he was smart about it but still you had to come with an energy of like you know i i'm better you know what i mean i'm better this machismo that i keep saying and nothing it was quintessential with with bernie mac saying coming out and being like i ain't scared of you motherfuckers yeah oh i just fucking love that clip so much that's awesome. just so much confidence behind that yeah absolutely and then he uh another comedian who had a different type of confidence it was more almost more of a you know and, and we were talking earlier about it how uh he kind of got pegged for it a little bit or or, or pigeonholed for it is, is bill hicks now bill hicks um you know funny but more more of observational but more of just like isn't what I'm about to say, my next four minute bit is going to be so ridiculous and true, it's going to make you, yeah. you know. So he uh, he goes off on the corporate world. He hates advertisers and marketers, and that's what this clip is. And you're going to get a feel for uh, for his comedy in this one. By the way, if anyone here is in advertising or marketing, kill yourself. <laughs> just a little thought. I'm just trying to plant seeds. Maybe, maybe one day they'll take root. I don't know. You try. You do what you can. You do what you can. Kill yourselves. Seriously, though, if you are, do. Uh, <laughs> no, really. There's no rationalization for what you do, and you are Satan's little helpers. Okay? Kill yourself. Seriously. You're the ruiner of all things good. Seriously. No, I'm, this is not a joke. It's going to be a joke coming. There's no fucking joke coming. You are Satan's spawn... Filling the world with bile and garbage. You are fucked and you are fucking us. Kill yourself. It's the only way to save your fucking soul. Kill yourself. So I kind of stopped it after note that one. taken. Yeah, no taken. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing. I had to stop that. It went another minute or so and angry, there was angry, no punchline. You see him just like visibly getting angry and you're like, no, seriously, guys, go go kill yourself. It's like, oh, he's he's going for the I hate marketing market. That's a good market. That's yeah. a good market. That's, that's a strong market. My numbers tell us that market's raising. The, uh, the anti-marketing market is a very big market. I think a lot like, of people... A lot of people like Bill Hicks. A lot of people say, you know, that you know he, they consider him more like one of the better stand-ups, and that you know if he didn't die, he would have you know really changed a lot of things. But I mean, to, to it's me, conspiracy man, he was killed like the rest of that's them, what like they Jimmy say. And Janice and like all of them, man. Yeah, exactly. That's a big thing. But it's, I mean, they're right there. I mean, yeah, he's saying funny stuff, and it is, it's the ridiculous and shock. But there wasn't any punchlines, which. He keeps saying, no, like, no, seriously, seriously. Like, there's no joke here. Seriously. Oh, he's going to the joke. Yeah. So that's, uh, and, you know, to be that sort of edgy and stuff like that, that, you know, definitely, I think a lot of people took hold of that and, and, and brought new waves of that, certainly. Do you think some of the laughs he was getting in that room was people laughing at him? 
you know what I'm trying to say? Not not laughing with you. Know what I'm saying more of like, yeah, just being no, like, he's fucking like, ridiculous. Like he's really hellbent on them killing themselves. I'm sure some of them funny. in there, absolutely. You know, and that's yeah, that that's definitely an interesting type of uh, comedy. And <laughs> if we could pick the uh, spectrum of uh, comedy here, we literally just went from the one the side we're, we're on now, and we're gonna go to the complete other opposite side with one of my favorite actors and comedians of all time, Jim Carrey, and one of the I think for all three of us. One of the, one of hundred percent, the, the best, the best in in physical comedy, delivering of jokes, characters, uh, and not in the catchphrases. You know, just suck me sideways. You know, just like yeah. all of that, dumb and dumb. Just the overblown facial expressions, uh, the overacting. The mask was another good one. Liar, liar. Yeah. What was his really young? The, one of his first movies is like Rubber Band Man or like Rubber Man, where he did all the different laughs. Like all the different styles of laughs, like the machine gun laugh to get fun. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. And he does like 20 different uh, laughs. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The uh, siren or something like that. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like this. The, wipe out. The steam. Like, <laughs> got to look that. We got to, I got to get that for next, next time to try to get that. It's hilarious. Uh, so this Ace Ventura. Nice. Ace Ventura. He gets You're out of the guy. He goes up to her. <laughs> So, just the one of one of my favorite clips of all time. Excuse me, I'd like to ask you a few questions. <laughs> so then he proceeds to talk to his police partner Tom out Luck. of his ass, uh, <laughs> uh, and just so funny. Just moving his moving oh, his cheeks back and forth, goddamn right. as if his asshole had vocal cords. <laughs> and uh, just you know, Lois Einhorn. You know, oh my lord. Einhorn is Finkel. Finkel is Einhorn. Einhorn is Finkel? <laughs> Finkel is Einhorn? Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I love it when he takes his nails and he's scraping <laughs> off the shit on the top of his tongue. Like, oh. He has his he has his clothes on fire in the bathroom <laughs> bin and he's in the fetal position in the bottom of his tub just going, oh. Like that is that is awesome, and and, and that Ace Ventura stuff, and anything that Jim Carrey did. I mean, is literally when Nature Calls was tremendous too. What, what do you I think of when he has Oimboe, Oimboe, Oimboe? I will, I will Oimboe. never. What do you think of sex scene? That's what you think of. Yeah, true. Courtney Cox sex scene. That's what I think of when I hear that song every time. I will never not laugh hysterically when he climbs out of the rhinoceros' ass in, in Nature Calls. The finger yeah. out first, <laughs> pokes the finger out. And the whole people on the safari are watching. He gets his head. I was like, "Yeah, yeah!" <laughs> Absolutely hilarious. And like I said, I mean, that's literally still in all three of our lexicon. Like oh that will God. always make us laugh. I mean, I'll, I'll still you do not go in there. Oh, Woo! Woo! Like, and then like I still use that. that little things you forget. Like right after that scene, and he's walking back towards Courtney Cox and the other guy. He walks by the band, and he just yanks oh, the violins the player. <laughs> Yeah. And it's just so subtle and quick. If you looked away or you ate a piece of popcorn, yeah, you wouldn't have missed it. Yeah. Just he one just, of those little <laughs> Permission to come aboard, Captain Stubing. <laughs> Alrighty then. <laughs> just the opening scene alone with the UPS package and everything. We, we got to do a, a live viewing of, of a Jim Carrey movie. Oh, Ace Ventura. Absolutely. Oh, great. Oh, Dumb and Dumber you know? might be better. Yeah, I agree with That's you. That's the other thing is Dumb and Dumber is like fucking hilarious. Liar, liar. Like all those... Cl- cl- Quintessential classic movies that still ring true oh, yeah. to this day. I just absolutely love it. So funny. Um, keeping in the same genre of, of that type of comedy, but also being a 
big player in that type of genre is is the movie Friday. You know, a little bit more of on the uh, you know the, the black type movies and the you know don't be a menace in South Central or drinking your juice in the hood. You know, type yeah, of a lot more message. A lot more of the the urban culture seeping into the mainstream, and I mean that's you know Ice Cube and Chris Tucker and Chris Tucker literally got that thing. He had five minutes of comedy. Did it on television. They loved him. He was so funny, and he's such a good actor that he was just then he became an actor. Yeah, for but, a long, long standing career. Yeah, hey, well, he got Rush Hour made him plenty of money. Yeah, he, out of my mouth. he was in Silver Linings Playbook. <laughs> he was. Yeah, he's he was uh, uh, Bradley Cooper's friend in rehab when they were at the the, the psych ward. And remember, they're uh, leaving. He again. gets his mom to pick him up, and he's like, "Actually, we're bringing him with with us." And they're like, yeah, "Yeah, yeah, he's released. He just needs a ride." And then, sure enough, he's not. Huh. Oh, that's funny. Uh, so this one is in the movie Friday, and he's with uh, Ice Cube. Um, and, and this clip, I've, I think, starts a little bit of the, 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 the marijuana comedies as Absolutely. well. Hey, I know you don't smoke weed. I know this. But I'm going to get you high today. Because it's Friday. You ain't got no job. And you ain't got shit to do. You ain't got shit to do. So what a great movie too! Friday, it's one of those. It's like Friday two, and Friday three, next Friday, next Friday, and the Friday after, Friday after that, and then before next after Friday, and then maybe next Friday, the Friday you know. from a month from now. Yep, the second Friday from the third Tuesday of, of November. Uh, the Ides good of March. Friday. So that kind of starts us off in in right a little bit more of the urban and uh, the the African American culture and comedy and stuff like that. And one of the major ones, obviously, we we've talked about Richard Pryor, uh, Red Fox. We talked about Red Fox, but what's the next huge name? Is Dave Chappelle? I'm not Dave Chappelle. I'm so, well, yes, Dave Chappelle. But I, what I meant to say was Chris Rock. Chris Rock. Chris motherfucking Rock. Chris Rock. Yes. Well, there's Eddie Murphy we talked about, and then through yep, Eddie Murphy, Murphy. Yep. and then it's the next bl- big black guy on SNL was Chris Rock. It was Chris Rock. And he has a great bit, and this is a, this is a quick clip from uh, from his um, "Black People versus N Words." Mm. Now we got a lot of things, a lot of racism going on in the world right now. Who's more racist, black people or white people? Black people. You know why? Because we hate black people too. <laughs> Everything white people don't like about black people, black people really don't like about black people. There's some shit going on with black people right now. It's like a civil war going on with black people. And there's two sides. It's black people and there's niggas. <laughs> and niggas have got to go. Every time black people want to have a good time, if they ass niggas fuck it up. So what year did that, because he said a lot of racial stuff going on right now. Lots of, what, what year do you think that this bit came out, his uh, Bring the Pain? Is it 98? 96, 20 years ago. Shit, that's 20 years ago? 20 years ago, and that comedy could just be right into right today. Now. Right into today. He just has to have a hashtag Black Lives Matter at the end of it. Right? Yep. Um, but just awesome. Chris Rock, you know, and, hash- and I love how you... And, uh, and, yeah. <laughs> hashtag N-words don't matter? Is that <laughs> yeah. what his hashtag would be? <laughs> I guess that is what he, he's getting at. But gotta love Chris Rock. Definitely... Uh, it, I don't want to say Mount Rushmore, but definitely. I mean, some people would say. Um, I love how you always rag on him because he, he, you know, he can fill an hour, but he really only has twenty minutes because the other forty minutes is the setup, setting up his jokes. Black people Which, versus me, you know. It's like, but then again, that's kind of what he 
you know, his style of comedy. He needed to set it up. He couldn't just go right into some stuff like that. He needed to kind of set it up, needed to drive home his setup so that his punchline worked even more. But it's also like, oh, Jesus Christ, we get it. I mean, I'm a fan of quicker comedy and, and stuff like that. So that's just a personal gripe. But I mean, I'm not going to say anything bad about Chris Rock. I mean, he's, I mean, that bring the pain, like, was, is one of the best comedy specials ever. It's absolutely hilarious. I mean, that, that bit will go down as like one of the best bits ever. But like also in that, I mean, that whole hour, hour and a half was just, was just gold. Yeah, because sometimes, you know, comedians can get into a little bit of the hyperbole and that beats the fun. Like, can you see a Dane Cook who just goes off the off the map and steers and completely off tangent and stuff like that? Some of the Chris Rock is, I think that's why he keeps repeating the setup so he can keep everyone on course. Exactly. And then when he hits it, it's like, it's even better. Not only it, like, is that funny, but it's really true. Like, I feel that it is true. And he's getting a point across and then he st- sticks with it throughout. He's not jumping, like you said, he's not going on, off on tangents. Yep. Um, who did not love Cameron Diaz in There's Something About Mary? She was so hot. She was the short blonde. She didn't understand the meaning of a bra no, in that movie. No, she did not. And, and neither did the producers or the directors, and we love that aspect of Thank it. Thank you, Farley Brothers. Fa- yes. Fa- Farley? Farley Brothers. Farley, Farley Brothers. So obviously one of the best. They're uh, fairly competent. <laughs> there's something about that joke, Sean. Um so this one is a very cl- a quick clip of uh, this is so I don't know if you guys remember the movie but it's a it's, quip. it's pretty funny and Ben Stiller masturbates in, in the bathroom because he's nervous about going on the date with her and gonna get the monkey able- off your back exactly so he finishes the deed is that and what then, they say in the movie yeah. yeah so he finishes the deed and he tries to put it he into doesn't know the where lingerie the, section but he doesn't know where the two percent milk went <laughs> all right he's looking he's looking for his milk can't find it the rocket was shot off the launcher but we don't know where the astronaut is exactly all of a, so he all of a sudden the doorbell goes off he's like oh my god like i can't find whatever okay fine i just you know it was a saxton fart <laughs> nothing you know type, type of nothing so um so he answers the door and uh the, the, kind of back for and the forth date that he's gonna have with mary with mary and uh, and then this is what happens what is that? Huh? On your ear. Ear? No, your left ear. Is that? Is that a hair gel? What was she gonna say? Yeah. Great. Yeah. I can use. No, no, no! Don't, don't, you don't have to. You don't. You don't. <laughs> I just ran out. Proceeds to proceeds to take it off of his ear and rub it in her, her own front of her hair, and then her hair gets erected. <laughs> hey. hey, there you go. Um, but awesome. What a great movie. Um, like weird stalker. It actually kind of makes you f- feel weird about stalkers a little bit. Yeah, and, Matt Dillon. And Brett Favre. Is or it? or Steve in Fuller House. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my. <laughs> yes. Yo, yeah. that. Dude, I'm pissed that they ran with that and, and kind of like made him look. so almost, annoying. Because he was not like that. Because I was original. certainly on Team Matt by the end of it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, man. Like Sean has no idea what we're talking nope. about. Nope. No. One of, one of, it's not Remember Steph. Steve from can, Full House? Can I, can I help you with your... Sh- with your keys, um, what with DJ's old boyfriend Steve, like way back in the day. No, you didn't watch Full House. I did. I was young. Steve was like the the, the kid who wore like the Letterman jacket and had like the crazy hair. He got married to DJ in one of the episodes because they're that clean. You know, you know the neighbors, the honey, you know the sweethearts. The you know, I just remember Kimmy Gibbler. The, huh. There you go, and she's the best part. She, she plays a major role in this. She has a Hispanic daughter. Yeah, in, in the, yeah, and, it's and a, great. A Hispanic uh, race car driver yeah, boyfriend husband. Oh, he didn't thing. disappear. No, he, he, he does several times. <laughs> oh. 
but uh, so look, we guys, we have we have a lot more to talk about in 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 this vulture uh, vulture list that the, this article that they put wow. out, and we really thank them for putting it out there. This is some giving us some great content, and you know, we only really got up to the late '90s, which is crazy to think. We have so much more to get to. We we got to get to Dave Chappelle, mm-hmm. we get to Anchorman, Louis C.K. We got a lot of stuff to get to, and and I don't want to rush through it. I want to have some good time. Podcast. So, you know what? Let's let's call this part two, and we're gonna have a part two point five next week or whenever we do our next episode. And you know, I think it might be time to uh, get into our staple of WADD Talk Radio. Spanning the globe to bring you the constant variety of WTF news, the stories that make you say, "What the f***? What the f***? WTF, mate? What the f***?" This is WADD Talk Radio's wild world of what the f***? So the um, that one clip that we use in the intro, what the fucking fuck? From Step Brothers. That's from Step Brothers, and I saw Step Brothers the other day for the first time in a long time. She's holding the hose. What the fuck? He's using a bike as a weapon. (laughs) Saw my son beat my stepson with a bike. What a great. I got white dog shit in my stomach, and you're coming at me with this shit. Yeah, exactly. One point he said. I was, he thought I was going to rape him or something like that. <laughs> I, th- I, I saw. Thought I was going to get raped. <laughs> I saw it in his eyes. <laughs> and at one point he said, let's get it on. <laughs> that's, that's not true. I'm so not a raper. So not a raper. So not a raper. Why are you sweating? Let's watch, let's watch cops. <laughs> cops. <laughs> oh, man. No, you touched my drum set because cops isn't on until four. I'm going to show you the real Moby Dick. <laughs> oh. Uh, so, Bill, what do you got for our WTF So this news? Uh, this comes from our friends north of the border, America's hat, I guess, if you will, uh, in Canada. And uh, there's these two, there, eh? these two uh, parents who are against anti-medicine. Oh, and me. this is mine. Is this yours? Yep, I'll find it. Sorry, buddy. One. Nope. Uh, it's two parents that are, were very anti-medicine, anti-vaccination, and their son came down with meningitis, a 19-month-old son. Oof, came down with meningitis. And... Instead of bringing him to the doctor and getting him vaccinated and in, in, in antibiotic disease, right? Antibiotics and medical care. They decided to use home remedies and try to treat their son with syrup, um, apple cider vinegar, uh, hot peppers, onion, what? garlic, all sorts of weird stuff. And uh, when it, the, the son one day just stopped breathing and he was brought to the hospital and he ended up dying. Yeah, sounds about right. So like, sounds, sounds, you, sounds, you can't yeah. help but feel bad for the kid. And he just didn't stand a chance with these two ignoramus parents. Where? How did they get brainwashed, though? How did they get? Because it's this new, like, they didn't, they probably thought they the were, grid. they probably thought they were protecting their child by not vaccinating them because they didn't want to get them, give them autism, which you don't give people autism. Well, you know what? You gave them something kids. worse. Yeah. And then, didn't they then have the, the audacity to, like, go on, put out a social media message of, like, when will we ever be free? And they're, like, asking for money for the support. It's like, you're never going to be free because you literally killed a person. You're go- you're both going to go to jail. And the rest of your kids, if you have them, are, are probably better off with not having you as parents. But the scariest part about this whole story is that this couple owns a famously fraudulent uh, nutrition supplement company called True Hope, who had been sued by Health Canada for peddling dangerous supplements several times. Was this kid? Uh, was the kid's name Karma? <laughs> Jesus, seriously. And I mean, I hate the fact that the that a kid died. Like that's terrible. But in a smaller scale, it, say that like quick turnaround 
almost of karma is I love. I mean, I obviously I'm not I not don't want that kid to die. Like that's awful. Well, the kid didn't make a choice to die or not. No, true. But that instant karma of like, oh, we're standing up on our soapbox like that, and they just get kicked, just get kicked off of it with the reality that you killed a child. Like, oh, well, they use they used apple cider vinegar, and they they should have used uh, pear cider yeah, vinegar. Like, like, everyone did, knows that. Did they use horseradish root? Uh, did they? Oh, well, of course not. They didn't. And then, like, of course not. I don't know. Did they use uh, horseshoe shavings? Mixed with monkey ball sweat. <laughs> so anytime, there, anytime there's a story where there's ignorance that leads to a death, especially a child's death, it certainly makes me say, "What the fuck?" And sorry, Sean, for stealing your no. It's all right. I probably should have asked because I had that, and then I just had to rip through. Don't worry, I found one. Uh, my what the fuck is coming from West Virginia, which we generally. We usually talk about, what, Ohio and Florida. Florida. You'd think a little bit more what-the-fuck news would be coming out of West Virginia, just stereotypically yeah! speaking. Appalachians. Well, this came from the leaders of West Virginia. Lawmakers in West Virginia um, passed a bill legalizing the unpasteurized dairy beverage of raw milk, so straight from the cow. From all, the tea. all the milk that we drink is pasteurized, which means that it's, bo- it's brought up to heat just below a boil, but just under, which kills everything in the milk, and then they bring it back down to normal, you know, and then they refrigerate it, and it's all well. All the bacteria is done. They wanted raw milk. Uh, so celebrating the passing of this bill, uh, glasses all around. Let's get a cheers of raw milk. Uh, you know, that saying that, you know, it's it's totally healthy. It's good to go. The, this should be legal. Um, and they all fell ill afterwards. Uh, they're trying to blame the flu. But because uh, there's like a stomach bug making the rounds or, or how about you guys all just drank raw fucking milk that's full of bacteria. That is utterly stupid. Shit. I was about to say that same <laughs> goddamn joke. I, I hate just, you. Yeah. I mean, I <laughs> hope they don't milk their sick days. But uh, <laughs> sorry, Bill, when it comes to jokes, you have to move on over to the no. side. Yeah, so that's my. There's no beef here, though, right? What did they? What did they? <laughs> hey, I got snot out of his nose. <laughs> that's, that's not hard. When I'm sick, it's not hard. No, that's a good point. Damn it. It's literally dripping out of them all. That's all not hard, Bill. So that's my what the fuck <laughs> is. What, what the hell did you guys think was going to happen? Yeah, Jesus, exactly. Um, <clears throat> my uh, my what the fuck. Hold on, I got to start my background music of mine. What's going on here? The director of Walla Walla Avalanche Center in Pendleton, Oregon, died in an avalanche this week. And I repeat, he, was, like the, news report. he was the director of you the Avalanche so Center. Or his name was Kip Rand, and he died today in a steep fall in avalanche. Rand was a skiing near Chief Joseph Mountain in the Eagle Cap Wilderness out there in Oregon. Uh, Kip was enjoying some backcountry skiing with an out-of-town friend on a welcomed and very well-deserved day off, uh, demanding duties at the Avalanche Center. Duties. Um, so Rand's skiing partner told authorities that Rand initially survived the slide, but was dead by the time help arrived. Horrible, horrible. He grew up in Boise, Ohio. Exper- Idaho. Where? Uh, Is that sorry. Hawaii? Sorry. Ohado? And uh, was an experienced guide, avalanche educator, and he died in an avalanche. So that 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 sucks. That's one. Um, yeah, that's uh, an ironic twist of fate. Yep. To and, say the least. Yeah, so that... Uh, it's really too bad. That makes you say what the fuck on that. Sure. Is that an avalanche sound clip? Yes. Avalanche rock slide sounds on YouTube. Thank you, Auto Productions. 
um, for that. And thank you, Vulture, for giving us a cool article to be yeah, able to man. dissect. Uh, yeah, I cannot man. wait to get even that into the more. we can't seem to finish. You no, know, and I love it. I, I could talk about Whatever, this for months. I'd talk for months. We, we can get an NFL free agency next week. We can get into LLB next oh, week. Oh, can we please? I got Bruins, Celtics are on a, on a winning streak. So good to see. Uh, you know, people are excited to watch basketball and hockey around I'll catch here. up with Fuller House, guys. Uh, okay, yeah. You, you should. should. You should do that. Definitely not. Uh, Sean, just cut it out. Oh, cut it out! Uh, Have you know, mercy, oh, Jesse, and rip that microphone out of your the rippers. Hand. All right, sounds you good. Something. Uh, well, can't wait. Bart, Bart Scott episode is officially coming to a close. Um, we got. Uh, we do though. We do have a little bit of an announcement here because tomorrow, yes, very very key process, key point in in, in Pat Heen Dog's life over here, um, having a baby. I uh, know we Woo-hoo! tweeted. No, we tweeted. Well, his wife out. is. Yep, yep. I said we're we're ha- <laughs> we're having a baby, uh, and uh, we just found out it's going to be a baby boy. Uh, it's awesome. Really really yeah, excited. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow she is going to be sixteen weeks in. And if you Google that and check out the development of the baby, we, guys, we have a new listener starting tomorrow because he has developed the ability to hear tomorrow. Whoa, really? So I am going to put some headphones right there on Christine's stomach, and we're going to get a whole other listener out of this. If you, if you show him enough, if you make him listen to enough, I don't think he's going to want to come out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're going to have to see section go further in. So I'll buy a fourth mic on Amazon, there so we go. he's ready to go. Yeah, so we're very excited. You yeah, know, man, Sean's going to be the, Sean, You know what's, what's fun about Sean being the only uncle? is He's going to be the crazy uncle, but he's also going to be like, the number one uncle at the same sure. time. The you fight default. What? Yeah. Crazy uncle? You're going to be the crazy uncle and the cool uncle all at the same time. That's a compliment. All right. You can take it as one, I guess. Uh, Okay. All right, Uncle Sean. (laughs) Big boy's going to wash him. All right. uh, WADD Talk Radio. Uh, We're at Facebook.com slash WADD Talk Radio. Sean, we can find you at Have You Seen He Nope. Changed it to at Crazy Uncle Sean. Oh, there we go. Did you change it? No. Oh, you should have. Just did right now. No. Look at him. He's getting all butthurt about that. You don't want to be nah, the crazy uncle? Nah, now he's grumpy uncle. I would like... Uh, I, I didn't say you were the conspiracy theorist. I didn't say you were the drunk uncle. I didn't say I you were the, the creepy uncle. Yeah, I guess I'm not the creepy uncle. That is a plus. I don't know. Look, yeah. at, look at him, and if he's not a crazy uncle. <laughs> you know? Um, uh, follow the show on Twitter, at WADD Talk Radio. Pat, where can we find you? At Heiner's Wiener, all these. You can find me... At Bill Neville NAI. <laughs> NAI, and congratulations again to Pat. Yeah, man. That's uh, he's, great. He's going to have a son. Congrats. Sean's going to be an Woo! uncle. I'm, Love you, I'm, I don't know what I'm going to be, but uh, let's, let's get on out of here. And Sean, what do you always have to say at the end of the show? Talk to you.